Welcome to Building Better Humans podcast. I'm Lindley Wood, a former teacher, future therapist, and mom to a beautifully blended family. Being human is hard. We all need a little help. I don't know about you, but I could use a bit more funny in my life these days. And I found just that in Cara Bolton, also known as Nanny McBee on TikTok and Instagram. The first time I watched one of her videos, I honestly almost busted a gut laughing. And I absolutely bungled her name in the interview. I get so excited and nervous when I'm interviewing such amazing people. And for that, Cara, I am truly sorry. Cara has brilliantly, and in the funniest way possible, created a pretend helpline for trolls to call in and complain about fat creators. We chat about how Cara broke up with diet culture for good, the importance of mental health and working out in a larger body, and how to deal with trolls. Without further ado, Cara Bolden. I am so excited to have you on the show today, Cara Bolton, also known as Nanny McNabb on Instagram. I'm so excited to have you and TikTok as well, right? Yep, that's right. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I can't wait to hear. I'm so excited. Okay. Where do you want to start? First of all, thanks for having me. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Where should, I we, mean, where should we begin? What? <laughs> How did this all start? Okay. So I found you because you're hysterical. I, I have to be <laughs> honest. The first one I saw, I, I was looking last night to kind of go over your little videos and you have the OBCC, right? This is, Correct, this is yeah. one of your many. You have lots of really funny things. And it stands for? The Overweight Pitches Content Creators Helpline. Which just in and of itself makes you want to cry. But the one that I heard first was the one where you said you were speaking to someone and someone pretends to call in, right? You pretend to be this call center and have a complaint about an overweight content creator. And I believe this, the first one I saw was the one where that fat person was dancing. And then you go into sort of like this quiz. So my whole question is, what brought you to this? What, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. It's hysterical. I, I have birthed two children and I did... I have to admit, I did pee myself just a little bit laughing Um, because all of this can be so serious, right? But it's really, it's a great take. So tell us a little bit about where it came from. Okay. So I joined, I joined TikTok first in around March last year because we'd gone into lockdown because of the pandemic and it just seemed like the thing everyone was doing to entertain themselves. And I thought I'd start off just, you know, scrolling and, and watching stuff, but I ended up participating and doing my own bits. And obviously the algorithm pretty quickly picks up on what you're interested in. So Hmm. any larger creators that were just absolutely bossing it, living their best life, they were all coming up on my my page and I was loving it. And then you'd go to the comment section and it would just Hmm. be horrendous. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. A lot of support as well. But the trolling comments, I mean, they weren't just nasty. They They were really horrific. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, I want to kind of say something about that, but not not just your sort of ranty video where someone said on Instagram, you get your ranty pants on and you just, you know, go for it. I wanted to kind of do something with it. And humor is my go-to anyway. Any upsetting situations, I'm just like, let's make a joke of it. So (laughs) that's how it started, I guess. But also reading the troll comment, I remember being in a place with a lot of internalized fat phobia, Mm. seeing other women as my competition, all these behaviors that I'd been sort of modeled growing up. And it used to make me look at other people and, and question, you know, how are they comfortable like that? We're all supposed right. to be hiding our bodies, right? Like, I don't get this. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of, I mean, not really sympathy for the trolls because I think, you know, they're still making a choice to be mean to somebody else. But I did kind of think there's got to be 
pain there. You know, they're mm. probably just as self-conscious as everybody else. And they're just projecting that. So that was the kind of angle I was taking was was almost to create a helpline for them to complain to. But then for me to go, it's not actually about the person that you're moaning about. It's about you. You're not okay. All right, let's sort that out. Yeah, with my sort of sassy, sarky way of doing it. Oh my God. Did you order a takeout? Did you? Like that... <laughs> Did you? Like, I was like, oh, that's so good. But yeah, no, it's a beautiful way to do it. I think it's it's absolutely incredible. How did you start your, your anti-diet journey? Or your, where did you, how did you sort of veer off course? Was this part of it? Was this part of your healing? How did that come about for you? So I've been away from diet culture and on the sort of self-love body positivity journey for quite a while now. I'd say it started started after the uh, the year after I got married because I had lost a lot of weight for my wedding, mm-hmm. as you do. And then, of course, when all the restrictive dieting stopped after the wedding, I put all the weight back on. And then I was desperate to kind of find the next diet that was going to help get the weight back off. And that was the point where I'd kind of hit the lowest point when it came to dieting. I went knee deep into orthorexia and just it was exhibiting some ridiculous behaviors, mm. all in the name of getting thinner. And thankfully, I mean, there was a turning point where my mother-in-law made me a vegetable soup and I refused it because it had a processed stock cube in it. I was like, right, I can't have that. Sorry. And it was just vegetable soup. Right, right. That was one of the things that made me go, ding, something's, something's not okay here. That's not, that's not okay behavior. And a couple of things, again, that made me just think, oh, that I shouldn't be thinking like this. This doesn't feel right. I felt that it had gone beyond the usual kind of, you know, let's skip dessert type dieting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It had oh, yeah. taken a quite a sinister turn. So I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to stop following all of these diet things on social media, all of this fitspo stuff. I'm just going to get rid of it all. And I plunged myself into health at every size and body positivity accounts and all that sort of stuff. And I just absorbed as much as I could and kept absorbing and absorbing. And yeah, I'm in a, I've been a, in a good place now with my relationship with food and my body and everything else and so seeing other people trying to just exist in their larger bodies and still seeing people come and attack them for it it's like guys we don't have to do this anymore just stop it's, it's a frustration there because I've been there I've been on that side of it and it's it's not a nice place to be and it's like come over to this side where everyone's happy and just letting everyone get on with what they're doing yes I often say I didn't think I had any hobbies because I spent all of my time focused on food and what I was going to do. Right. And so this side is just like you said, so much happier. It's so much happier. And I want to bring up what you said about, I I cannot stress enough to people. I think people think I'm kidding when I say change your social media feed, Yeah, but changing your social media feed can change your life. Right. hundred percent. A hundred percent agree with that completely. Yeah. Just seeing things when you go from seeing that sort of fat phobic rhetoric day in, day out, you know, and you're internalizing it and all that. I mean, gaslighting yourself, for goodness sake. It's exactly nice to see people that are like, hey, this is great. Come on over. So, yeah, yeah, love that. What do you want other people to take from your videos? What do you think they should come away with? A good laugh? I mean, is that first first and foremost a laugh? Yeah, because, you know, there's not enough of that, I don't think. You know, especially with the way things are going at the moment with the pandemic and politics, you know, being all over the place. I think it's very easy. And again, with social media, you know, you, 
that that phrase doom scrolling now you can just get so caught up in that stuff so if you happen to flick onto something that makes you laugh then good that's priority number one but then also just giving well I mean like I say the helpline is for the trolls but Mm. it's not them who are going to be laughing at it it's it's the larger people who have been on the receiving end of, of their behavior so that's good you know if they can if they can look at it and be like yes these trolls are just silly and if it can help them in any way to dismiss the comments and to just remember that it it's it's coming from a place of pain for them it's not mm. you know they will do it to anyone it's not personal if that can be a message that, that gets taken away then brilliant and then extra bonus if a troll actually sits there and goes hmm maybe she's right I'll think about this I highly doubt that last one is going to happen, but you know, you oh, never know. You never I know. know. I really want, want to see a, like a troll comment on one of those, like see how that, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that would be like hmm, the ultimate and, and, you know, giving you your own content really. That'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> so when the trolls that, do come, sorry, got you no, go ahead. Please go ahead. No. I was going to say when the trolls do come to my page, it doesn't happen that often actually. Um, and I think I, I've said before, I think it's because, the videos are funny. So they're a bit wary of jumping on because they're like, well, she's going to hit me with something sassy like she does right. in the video. So they don't, come, but when they do come, they ignore absolutely everything that's in the video. They ignore the whole content and they just come and tell me that I'm going to die at 40 or something like that. It's not original. And I'm like, hello, this is about you. <laughs> like this, this video above this comment section here, this is about you. And they're just, yeah, they, they don't care. They just see a fat person and they're like, <laughs> on the keyboard. So yeah, it's interesting actually. Yeah, that was one of the one of the ones that you say in one of the videos. That some you said, oh, you just went for have a salad. Like that's already been used. Like come up yeah. with something better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're so good. I'm sorry. I'm going to try not to crack up laughing just talking about them. Okay. So with that being said, do you have any suggestions for people if they do come at them? I do think that your your videos are so uplifting for all of us that have suffered that. But in real life, in in internet world, what are some some tricks or tips or what do you think is the best way for people to to go about that besides handing them your business card? I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think first of all, I think it depends on how your energy is looking on the day, on the day right? Mm-hmm. You never know from day to day how you're going to be feeling. I mean, I'm like that. Some days I'll just I'll just straight block somebody because I just can't be bothered, and mm. I don't necessarily want other people who enjoy my social media to be seeing that sort of commentary do you know what I mean I do just me that's viewing it it's other people that are seeing it but then equally sometimes people are waiting for you to to kind of do that takedown to see what you're going to do with them I think also if you think there could be a teachable moment there Mm. go for it again if you have the energy ideally when it when it comes to tackling trolls I think you need allies there you need people who aren't necessarily the ones that, could, that are going to be suffering at the hand of yes. the troll to jump in and just use their energy and their patience for it because ours is running thin. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, we get it all the time. But yeah, the main thing I would say is before you tackle anything, evaluate your energy in real life and, and online and then just think about what you're going to get from it, if anything, or mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're putting something out there for followers, then will they learn anything from it? Will they gain anything from it? If not, just just block and move on. I mean, I know. See, the thing is, you say that, and then some people are so determined they'll go and create another account and just come back for more. But nine times out of ten, you just get them out of your space. Yes, as far as you can. Yeah. No, I I completely. I I think that's amazing. Like just checking in with yourself, right, and seeing 
how you're feeling is such a beautiful way to think about it. I also feel that responsibility. Like if somebody comes for me, like you want to say something, you know, and I will, I'll respond generally one time kind of shutting it down, but yeah, getting into arguments. I mean, please, that's our whole culture right now. And, and no one's yeah. changing their opinion. Right. So let's yeah. just kind of agree to disagree and, and take care of your own space. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's switch gears a little bit. We can be a little bit more serious, I guess. I actually had the opportunity to talk to the fat doctor a couple weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago. I don't know, but literally it was like the next day or the day after she was on the BBC. And I would love to, I saw this on your page. That's why I'm bringing it up. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Because I haven't seen the BBC thing. So uh, someone got on and, and talked about her. Is that how it went down or what, what was the dirt here? I think she did an interview. It wasn't the BBC. I think it was a different TV channel, but she did a, an interview on a morning on a morning magazine show, you know, where they okay. have like all sorts of lifestyle topics and stuff. Um, and she went on there. It was kind of, they, they set her up with a head to head with this guy who he has been the presenter of um, fat loss shows where he basically just shames people and tells them they're horrible and lazy and they overeat and he's going to waltz in and change their lives. He he has absolutely zero qualifications, by the way. This dude, of course. But you know, he's a he's a weight loss celebrity, so fine. He's on there against her, and it wasn't pleasant. You know, he tried to speak over her at every turn. And after that happened, a personal trainer on Instagram took the picture of the fat doctor, um, and made all sorts of horrible comments about you know how it's an oxymoron having a fat doctor and all this sort of stuff. And he just, the commentary was just abysmal because it was mm. ableist and, and and all the rest of it was just ridiculous. And I just thought, I don't understand these people. Why are they so, you know, he works in an industry where he's supposed to be helping people to be fit and healthy. And he's alienating a whole group of people mm. because he believes that fat is equals bad. And there's no no nuance there for him. That's it. It's just fat equals bad. And it's just, I just think, you know, if you, if you truly care about people's health, well, first of all, I've said this in my videos as well, you know, you must, you must, you cannot ignore the mental health aspects, right? And, you know, more dangerous than the physical. I mean, it truly is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are people existing in larger bodies who are quite comfortable in gyms and working out and looking after their health. And people will take one look at them and assume they're not healthy just because they're big. Yep. And so, he's got this fear there along with a lot of other people in the fitspo industry that oh well our, if if we suddenly tell people that being fat is okay our industry is going to die out no it won't there's a ton of people who are utterly obsessed with gym and the way they look and fitness and health and that's never going to change some of those people who are obsessed with health and fitness and exercise are also big yes you are not going to lose <laughs> clients that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. So you, there's absolutely no need for this rampant bullying of fat people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's all just for clickbait and, you know, people just love to be outraged and they love, they love hearing the whole kind of like, well, I'm not PC. I'll say what I want type thing. Got it. And that's how they reel people in. Well, I'm okay with calling fat people bad. I'm okay with it. I'm not going to be around the bush. Well, yeah, but basically you're just being an arsehole. So. Right. You're being a nasty jerk. So let's be done with yeah. it. Yeah, no, I think I, I personally do hope that the diet industry in particular does go away, right? Like that is a manipulative piece that I went, you know, my last sort of foray into like gym and exercise and, you know, losing weight. 
I went to this class that was designed specifically for losing weight. Right. And we, I got there and I was like, well, first of all, everyone around me is skinny. Right. And second of all, the way that it went, it was not at all catered to a larger person who wanted to actually work out and improve themselves. Right. Basically it was hazing and I quit after the third time. Right. So I think that there is a set of that industry that I do want to see die, if you will. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and, and I think it just has to do with why can't we all just work together to to build health and wellness for all bodies? There was a sports brand that tried to market gym wear for in larger sizes. Hmm. And they got absolutely vilified by the public saying that they were promoting obesity. It's like, hello, they're trying to give inclusive sizing so that people can get to the gym if they want to. How can that be promoting obesity? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. No, people just want to argue, right? And really, yeah, I think exactly. when I interviewed Virgie Tovar, we talked about this before. We talked about the three forms of fat phobia, right? And the first one is internalized. And there's so much of that in that, right? Like really that dude that went on TV and said that is really just scared of being fat himself, right? Exactly. And and which I find to be really funny. And, you know, I will try not to laugh at him when he does become fat and it all blows up in his face. But, (laughs) but it's just so like, that is the thing you're the most scared of. And I think that that's what is so hard for those of us that are in larger bodies, right? You're so scared. You're going to go out and argue on national television that yeah. my body is that big of a deal to you? Like, really? Truly? This is what they don't, there's a disconnect there between, well, I don't want to be fat because fat people get ridiculed. So how can they not make the leap to how about we stop the ridiculing? How about we stop the people who are doing the bullying? No, instead, let's continue to make the problem fat people. And then when you have larger people walking around in front of you happily existing, then it's like, oh, how is that possible? How are you not caring? How are you not stressing out about staying thin to fit into society? How are you able to do that? It confuses people. Mm. And what they do is they'll fall back onto the habit of, no, I'm correct. Hating fat people is the right path. I'll just continue doing it because that's what's always been done. And that's what other people around me do. And that's what the media does. So I'm good. I'm in this comfortable space. That's fine. I'll keep doing this. Even if it means hurting people, that's fine. And it's the vicious cycle, I think. It really is. I talk about it being the matrix. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but it's very much, yeah, that, that idea of like, they just don't understand that they're, they're caught in this construct. And so many of the things that you speak about that are prominent in the world, it's all a construct, right? Ableism, race, like these are all human-made constructs for what, right? The, the shame profit cycle of taking advantage of people. So yeah. Anyway. Okay. See, now I'm on my, I'm way up on my soapbox. (laughs) But (laughs) I just found it really interesting because I had just had her on and I was like, oh, I wonder what happened there. I said, she got into some good trouble. That's what John Lewis used to call it. He was (laughs) called a good trouble. And I was like, that's some good trouble you got into. All right. What else? What what are you going to be doing in the coming month? Do you have anything fun planned in coronavirus land? I know. Well, yeah, we we found out yesterday we got an update from our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. Um, maybe you might be able to tell from my tone. I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> That's the, exactly yeah. what I was laughing at. I was like, hmm, wonder how to be a Okay. <laughs> Yes, the less said about him, the better. But anyway, yeah, we're still effectively in lockdown until basically May. The schools are opening, but not much else. So no grand plans as yet. But he has sort of given this tentative date of mid-June where everything will be completely back to normal. But I'll believe it when I see it. Because Oh, yeah. Well, 
somebody said to me today, we're, we're at the one year mark of the 14 days to flatten the curve. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. It's just sort of like, <laughs> it's the never ending cycle. Oh. And yeah, I think I told you she, she lives in London and she had the first strand and then she got the second strand. Oh so she, gosh. Yeah. She works at the grocery. So, you know, she has to be in on the front line. Yeah. Well, if you have not subscribed to Nanny McCabe's channel, please do so. Are you the same on TikTok as well? Is that the same name? Yeah. It's Nanny McBee. McBee. So yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Well, Nanny underscore McBee, I think. Okay. I will have those in the show notes so everyone can check you out. Yeah. It's hysterical. And in this world of coronavirus and fat phobia and racism, it's good to have a laugh. So I appreciate you and thank you. And thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me so much. No problem. Seriously, stop whatever it is you're doing and go follow Kara, Nanny McBee on Instagram and TikTok. I promise you won't regret it. If you want some help ditching diet culture for yourself, sign up for a free coaching call with me. There's a link in the show notes. Join me next week when I chat with Cherie Miller, the food freedom therapist. Until then, Black Lives Matter and fat doesn't own us anymore.